East side, west side, north side, south side, inside, outside, near side, far side, left side, right side, strong side, weak side, your side, my side. In the middle of it all, it's curbside. Well, welcome into a special edition of Curbside. I'm Chris Kerber. Glad to have you with us. Now, Curbside Reaction comes your way after every single Blues game. It's your next day post-game podcast. We put it up the following morning after every game. So if you miss anything from a St. Louis Blues game, from goal highlights to analysis to opinion to reaction from the locker room and the head coach, we put it together for you. And it's up every morning the day after the game's played on curbside reaction but we also mix in some special editions of curbside and we've got a special one for you today it's been an up and down season for the blues so far hovering right around that 500 mark there's two games to go before the holiday break counting tonight's game against the florida panthers and we had a chance yesterday to sit down and catch up with tom stillman chairman of the st louis blues chairman of the ownership group to get his thoughts on the season in general a couple of the upcoming special games the coaching change prospects and his philosophy and where he is with the direction that the team is going enjoy today's chat with blues chairman tom stillman all right pleased to be joined by blues chairman tom stillman and i know you're battling maybe a little bit of a cold there but so we appreciate you giving us some time and what is at least left of your voice now before we talk about the upcoming and the recent changes that we had which obviously is a big storyline let's look ahead real quick to the weekend coming up the chicago blackhawks coming in you still get a little fired up for Blues Blackhawks on a Saturday night in St. Louis? Yeah, there's nothing quite like that. Um, you know, the rivalry has been up and down in, you know, different ways over the years, but uh, it still is one of our, you know, obviously our one of our arch rivals. And uh, a holiday game is, is it's about as good as it gets. And, it, you know, it, it it's fun to see that young guy on the other team and, and see us handle him. So it, it'll be it'll be a, a great night. Yeah, the first couple of meetings, the Blues have handled him really well. Another aspect of that night is an opportunity for uh, St. Louis fans to show their appreciation for the 14 years of high energy with that little guy from Gumption, Darren Pang, uh, coming back now working for uh, the Blackhawks. So it'll be fun to see him too. I, I Knowing your relationship with him, I know you're probably looking forward to catching up with him. Well, I, you know, I hope I have the chance to to do the bald head rub. But we'll see. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure if that's really should be on the. I've got to think about that. All right. So let's talk about uh, the schedule coming up afterwards. How about some great divisional home games uh, afterwards as well? Like this, it's a it's a fantastic schedule for fans when you look at the quality of competition. Oh, it's a perfect holiday season. Getting Dallas and Colorado in here after Chicago. Um, you know, the traditional rivalry with Chicago and then the, you know, widely seen as the two top teams in the division in, in Dallas and Colorado coming. So that's quite a holiday season. Tom, Blues fans know <clears throat> you're passionate about the team. You're passionate about the process. They know you absolutely love hockey in every way. And, and as, as chairman of the ownership group, you've got all the different challenges that come along with it. Park that for me for just a moment and just as a fan what is it about going to the rink and watching games even when the team is going to have its ups and downs like we're going to have this year what is it that you like so much about just going to the rink knowing it's a game day well first you know you get a little edginess because this is about winning and you want to be winning and you want to see how the, you know, competitive flow is going to go. I mean, there's, there's always that element of it. 
and then you know it's also just the game itself i mean i am it's surprising but after so many years i can regularly look out at a game and say i just can't believe what's going on out here you know the athleticism the speed the skill the things that used to you know, just be bring oohs and ahs a couple decades ago that happen just all the time now with the skill. It's just such a tremendous game, especially live, um, that uh, it, it's just always a great experience. And it's always different, you know, because it is such a free flowing game. It's not set to, you know, very transactional like baseball or, you know, distinct plays like football, the way it flows and the gets its own dynamic in, in each game. It just, you know, it always pulls you in. So, you know, from that standpoint, uh, you know the team is in transition. It's a process. We'll talk about it in a moment with uh, what, what Doug Armstrong's plan is and what you guys have discussed. But you still go to that rink and, you know, after, what is it, 12 home games or so this year, almost every single one of them has been sold out. How much does the passion of the fans and what they're doing by still coming out and cheering on this team, even through some of these most recent ups and downs, how much does that drive you and your ownership group? You know, that, that, that's what keeps us, that's what keeps us going here. What, what we want to do is continue to play well for those fans and to bring them another championship. And we realize we can't do any of this without the fan support. And it just, you know, it, it really strikes you often. My gosh, the, the fans, they, they're sticking with us. They might be unhappy about this or that, or we have this bad loss, but, you know, I pass them in the halls and they say, we're good, we're good. You know, it, it is, it, it really is a dedicated fan base that, uh, you know, they've committed and, you know, they, they back us and we don't take that for granted. We, we, we realize we are blessed with a, with a tremendous group of fans. With that said, a lot of tough decisions have been made over the last eight months, going back to pre-trade deadline from last season. And then now the most recent one with the parting of uh, head coach Craig Berube. Uh, what was that process <clears throat> that like from your standpoint? And uh, as personal as you get and as much as you care about the guys on the ice, the guys behind the bench, uh, personally, are those moments challenging for you? Yeah, it's a it, it's a really tough part of the of the of the league, of the team, of the of the role. Um, you know that those that that process is is not a quick off the cuff decision. It's a long, long process of looking at what's been happening for you know an extended period of time thinking about options and thinking about different approaches. And, you know, I've, I've seen and been involved with Doug in that process um, all the way along. And I know the, you know, the care that is taken in thinking and analyzing and, and uh, looking at, you know, all options. Um, and, you know, but in the end, it, it does come down to the, the personal side. Um, I have tremendous respect for Chief, and so does the, you know, the entire organization does. The whole hockey side, the whole business side. And we, you know, tremendous respect and, you know, affection. And um, he'll be, he's a folk hero here, and he will be 
for decades to come. He's the he's the first first to to coach us to a Stanley Cup championship, and he did it in really unique fashion, starting from uh, last place, uh, going from last to a championship in six months. Uh, that'll never be forgotten, and the respect that he earned will never, you know, will never go away. It just, you know, there comes a time when we've got to move on. When you look back at how things have been going, and it's 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 time to it's time to make a change. And um, you know, I'll, I'll say even Chief had a good understanding of that. It just that that's. I mean, the evolution of of, uh, of things in this world. So, um, but it takes nothing away from Chief, who's a tremendous coach and a tremendous individual. You know, from that standpoint, the evolution of a team, the transition process, um, the retool, whatever the word re is working, you know, <laughs> at the moment uh, for Doug Armstrong there. What is it, Tom, uh, about Doug Armstrong's plan and whether what you've seen or what he has presented to you of what his plan is for the next three months, six months, year, two years, that makes you comfortable that this is the right direction for the organization. Well, I mean, I first start with, with kind of process and, you know, Doug's process is as I as I said, it is very deliberate, very analytical, looking at every possible consideration. So you know that everything is is well, well, well thought out. And also, one of one of uh, Doug's attributes is that he reaches out to others to get views. He doesn't get in his own echo chamber and just reaffirm what his initial impulse is. He reaches out to his his own staff of people with tremendous experience and well beyond. He just um, so that he he knows that he's you know when when it comes to a decision, he knows he's 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 taken everything into consideration. <clears throat> and in looking forward, I think there's been a very exacting look at where what pieces we have now and what how does that accommodate pieces that are coming uh, down the road you know we 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 suddenly after you know a fairly short time have a very very different prospect pipeline you know you saw how different this year's prospect camp was from previous ones with with the number of uh, first round draft choices and you know some you know, some, you know, below the first round that have turned out to be just really strong players. So we're, we're in a very different position from where we were just a, a few years ago. And the process of seeing where those might fit in and what, how, where we are in the meantime, um, gives me a lot of confidence that, you know, that we, we are going in the right direction. As, as we head in that direction, how challenging or comforting, depending on how you look at it, is the patience necessary to let that process take place? Because as we saw from the day one of your ownership group, you still had younger players that were just stepping in a window to try to figure out how to win. You know that with young hockey players, this takes time. Yeah, and it's funny. I think my 
good friends would would laugh at the word patience and Tom <laughs> being in the same in the same sentence because it's not it's not a, a definitely not a strong suit. But I found that in in this work you just have to have it, and and I I think if if you look back to 2018 2019, um, we we decided to take a patient approach because we thought, boy, this is not looking good before Christmas. But those were those decisions were good decisions. They were well considered. These are good players. They can't, you know, and, and we didn't go out and make massive changes. And, um, you know, we know how that one turned out. So it, 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 it does take patience. You can be as excited as you want about uh, Dvorsky and Snuggerud and others, but they're, you know, they're not here yet. And even when they are here, they're they're not going to turn a team around as first year players, you know, you know, it's not going to be immediate. So, you know, it it it, it I've 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 learned patience, <laughs> at least to some degree, over the last uh, last uh, decade plus. It's it's a challenge, isn't it? The the process, because as you said earlier on in the interview. This is a this is a business where winning is the ultimate goal, and and it's how you get there, and then what you deliver to your fans, which is why all the other uh, food options, the entertainment, why coming to the arena with your family during the holidays is is yes, it's about winning. Yes, it's about seeing the St. Louis Blues on the ice, but we also know that not every game is going to go your way. We want to make sure that people have a good time when they're in there. It's all it's all bundled together to create the fun of working in this business, isn't it? It is, and and even in that game. You know, not every fan in the stands is a dyed-in-the-wool hockey fan. Some of them, you know, they want to be there. It'll be fun to see the game, but there are other. And we want everybody to go away having a great time, plus seeing, wow, what a game that is, especially live, you know. So it's, and then most people just go, it's a fun night. It's a, you know, and there's nothing like, there's nothing like being there live. Hey, I, uh. But you try, you walk around town, and it's it's awesome just to see the number of kids with with, with the blue note on their shirt. You know the, the different merchandise all around town. Do you sometimes when you're out and about just looking, you'll see a, somebody wearing a, a blues T-shirt. You know, walking through the mall or walking into a store, walking into a restaurant, and just kind of give yourself a chance to smile inside a little bit, uh, knowing that that's ha- that that's happening with with people all around town more than it's probably ever been for this franchise. I, I do. I, I love that. And every once in a while, I can't resist saying nice sweatshirt or something. <laughs> Another similar thing is is driving, you know, along the highways here or, you know, I go up and down 44 a lot and coming up behind a car. Not that I would be driving faster than another car, but just occasionally that might happen. And, you know, you see, uh, you know, you see a blue sticker, a Stanley Cup sticker on the back. And I always want to you know, look in. Okay. All right. That's one of our fans. Okay. I, I, I like seeing that as well. How excited are you for the upcoming world junior championships where I don't believe we had a player in it last year, maybe one. And then this year we could have as many as six when you're talking about that prospect pool. Yeah, it looks like six, and you know there were a couple others that were very close. Um, so that's gonna be exciting. This is gonna be a fun 
way to take a look at how our players fare in you know best on best competition for their age group. Um, yeah, and just so so people understand, it'll be on the NHL network. I think it starts on the twenty fourth, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you'll see Dvorsky, you'll see Snuggerud for the U.S. Um, and uh, four others. So it, it should be that'll be a, a good good checkup on our on our prospects. Tom, thanks for checking in with us through a challenging and yet it's still hockey fun time. So. Yeah. Uh, Glad, glad you made it through with the voice. Thank you. Have, have a great holidays, and uh, we will see you. Uh, well, we'll see you on Saturday night back at the rink. Thank you. You, have a, you and your family have a great Christmas, too, Curbs, and I'll see you down there. That's Blues Chairman Tom Stillman, and thanks to you for tuning in to Curbside, your next day postgame podcast. That's where we put up everything related to the St. Louis Blues following in each and every game and mix in a couple special episodes like this as well. Our next episode comes your way tomorrow morning after the Blues play the Panthers tonight down in Sunrise, Florida, and you can get it right here on 101ESPN.com slash podcast, or, of course, you can download it and listen to it on any one of the podcast platforms that you use. Thanks again for checking it out, and we will see you at the rink.